Hey friend, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here listening to another episode of the Pattern Design Circle podcast. Here we talk all about the ins and outs of designing knit and crochet patterns and running a business that makes it all possible. I'm Jessica, your host, knitting pattern designer, design mentor, and the friend in your ear. Can't wait to dive right in. The Pattern Design Circle podcast is sponsored by the Pattern Design Circle, a membership community for knit and crochet pattern designers that are feeling lost, lonely, or frustrated in their business. It connects you with a supportive community that's always eager to answer your questions and help you through the hard times. And there's loads of resources and activities specifically catered to business and designing. Sound like your jam? Check it out at snickerdoodleknits.com forward slash design dash circle. That's snickerdoodle like the cookie, knits, K-N-I-T-S dot com forward slash design dash circle. All right, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Pattern Design Circle podcast. I'm so excited you are back here listening to me chat in your ear. (laughs) I have such a great time talking with you and I hope that you're really finding the content valuable and applicable and all of the things and enjoyable, you know? (laughs) Anyway, all right, this episode, you're talking all about establishing your specific design process for knit and crochet pattern designers. Um, So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the different steps of, of designing and then how we can kind of rearrange those things depending on what is important to you. I feel like I should say something else beyond that, but that's, that's what we're talking about. Um, I think, so, so I always, little, little side chat here for a second. I, I always like to record multiple episodes in the same day. I do change my clothes so that, you know, if folks are watching on YouTube, the actual video, it's not obvious that I'm recording several in the same day. Um, but today I just recorded episode 13. Now I'm recording episode 14 and I've got a silly energy. So it's part of it, right? It's, 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 it's me. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about establishing your design process. I will say when you first start designing your first patterns, it can feel awkward, can feel clumsy. You're like, am I doing this right? what am I actually supposed to be doing? That's normal. That's okay. So I'll, I'll be sharing the different steps of designing. Uh, you can follow them in this order. You can follow them in a different order. Um, but, but do know it's okay if it feels clumsy. It's okay if it feels awkward. It's also, you know, one of those things, the more that you do it and the more that you do it consistently, the easier it is to get into a groove, to really find a flow. Even now, um, I mean, I don't have hundreds of patterns, but I, I've started, especially with helping designers, being a coach, mentoring inside of the design circle, a lot of other things that are taking my time beyond quote unquote, just designing knitting patterns. My, my pattern designs, some of them get spaced out several months apart. And when I work on that next pattern, I'm like, do I actually know what I'm doing? Am I lost? <laughs> and I'm not lost. It's just one of those things, you know, it's kind of just like a muscle. It gets easier with time. Once you've abandoned it for a while, um, 
you kind of have to have to get back into the groove again. So totally don't, don't feel like there's something wrong with you at all. If these feelings are resonating with you, totally normal. <laughs> um, all right. So the thing with, with having a design process is that we all work differently. There's, there's all these steps to, to what actually happens to create a pattern design. Um, but we all start at a different point. We all have different things that we enjoy. We have different things that we're good at. Uh, and we have different, different things that are important to us within the design process. So I do encourage you to go ahead and pull out your pen and paper, pencil, whatever you prefer to write with, uh, to make the list of these steps. And then start to think about where is the easiest place for you to start? Where do you tend to start? Um, and and how your brain works. How does your creativity work? What is the easiest flow for you? Because following my flow, if your brain doesn't work like me, isn't going to work for you. It's not going to work the same. <laughs> so this flow is my flow currently. Um, it, it has changed over time. It may change again in the future. Um, but this is this is what I find is the most efficient flow for me. And for me, that is what is most important right now in my design process. We'll talk a little bit more about that after I go through the different steps. But um, so when we're talking about the process of designing, we often start with a source of inspiration, something that gives us an idea. And if you didn't listen to episode 10, um, episode 10 of this podcast is all about generating new design ideas. And really it's talking about the inspiration piece. It's talking about, I saw something, I felt something, I heard something, um, and it makes me want to create a design around it. You might start to have some design ideas there, you might not. Um, but for me, that is where my designs start. They start with the inspiration. From there, step two is to transform that inspiration into a design idea. Um, so that's really putting the, the actual, um, making it into something that actually can be knit. Uh, that, that's this step. It is saying, okay, this is going to be a cardigan with drop shoulders with six inches of positive ease using this texture, um, long sleeves, big pockets, all these different things that are actually what the design is. <laughs> it, it is, you know, what, what you actually want in the end. Now, the reason why this whole process can be completely different for somebody else is because sometimes somebody's going to start, oh, let's go ahead and say step three. Step three in my process is to select your yarn and to request yarn support. Some folks are going to start with the yarn. That is going to be their inspiration. Um, and they're going to start knitting with it. And then they're going to start deciding what it's going to become. Um, it's not important to them at the beginning what it's going to become. For me, that doesn't work very well for me. I'm not one to just pick up the yarn and start swatching. Um, I, I like to have my idea first. So that's just a quick example of how 
you might adjust this process for you. So uh, like I said, step three is selecting the yarn. Um, thinking about the different qualities of, of the design that you want to create and the different qualities that you need in your yarn, uh, different color schemes, things like that. Uh, by quality, I mean things like the yarn weight, the yarn fiber, uh, what content, the whether it's wool or alpaca or cotton or cashmere or acrylic or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and then I also request yarn support there, like I said. Uh, and if you haven't, if you're not familiar with working with yarn dyers to receive yarn support for your designs, uh, episode two of the podcast is talking all about that. Um, and then I wait until I receive the yarn to continue the design process. So I have, in my design process, I have the whole ideas, uh, how I'm going to make it come to life, um, but I don't actually work on creating the design or creating the pattern until I have the yarn. Uh, that's, that's just the way I work. <laughs> so again, you can totally change this for whatever, whatever works for you, whatever you information you feel like you need for the next step. You can totally shift things around. You can uh, combine steps. Like I mentioned, maybe the yarn is your inspiration, um, things like that. Now, once I have received the yarn, my next step is to swatch. I wanna see how it looks with the textures that I'm creating. I want to make sure that my transitions are going to work well, all the little details, things like that. Um, for some folks, <clears throat> excuse me, for some folks, they want to swatch later. And for some folks, they want to swatch earlier. And some folks don't swatch at all. So um, for me, the swatching is really important to really understand how the fabric's going to work to make sure the gauge is a gauge that I actually like, make sure the needle size that I'm using is one that I'm really happy with, and to make sure all my textures are working together the way I want to. Uh, it can also be a matter of I'm trying to choose one of four textures that I want to use, and so I want to see which one I like best in the yarn. So that is the swatching step, step number four. And then from there, I go into step number five. Now this is another spot where <laughs> it can definitely change between designers. Uh, number five, I like to calculate the math. So once I have the swatch, I know the dimensions that I want for the finished project. I can do the math to figure out how many stitches I need, what the pattern is actually, pattern numbers are actually going to be, what um, cast on is going to be, all of those kinds of things. Make sure all of my stitches, my textures are going to work with that stitch count to understand if I'm going to need increases or decreases to change between textures. Um, all of those kinds of details. Because what I found previously was if I didn't do the math first uh, and I just went through with the first texture and I was like, oh yeah, this works great. And then I move into the next texture and then the math is a mess and I haven't considered all of the other sizes and things like that. Uh, I did a lot more roping back and restarting and um, 
essentially it felt like I was wasting my time because these were things that I could have caught while doing the math if I would have done the math first. So now I have the math before I write the pattern and before I knit the sample. Uh, so then that leads into <laughs> step number six, which is writing the pattern. Um, you can also with your design process kind of do multiple steps at once. So sometimes I do have a design where I know exactly how I want it. This is especially like for a shawl where um, you can kind of adjust the numbers a bit and it's not nearly as important or as big of a deal as something that needs to be fitted. Um, so I might start the first part, um, do the math and write the pattern. And then I'll go back to the next part, or like once I've finished that knitting, I will go ahead and do the next section of math and pattern writing and knitting. Um, sometimes, well, especially in the past, sometimes I have written the pattern after I've done the actual knitting. Um, the reason now I like to have writing the pattern first is because I can essentially test knit the pattern if I have it completely written. Um, because sometimes there are transfer errors, just like transferring the numbers, things like that. So I used to write down everything on paper and, you know, follow those numbers, write anything that I changed on the paper. Uh, but when you go to actually put it on the computer, sometimes you might miss something or forget something or things like that. And so uh, I find that go ahead, me just going ahead and writing the whole pattern up on my computer and then working from that saves me time. And like I said before, um, I've really, really tried to make it so that my design process is more efficient for me. So I don't feel like I'm wasting time. Um, and that doesn't mean that that has to be your goal. <laughs> um, I, I know some folks that are like adamant that they want to do it a different way and the efficiency isn't isn't the most important thing to them. Um, so yeah, step six is writing the pattern. Uh, and if you're feeling caught up on this step, you're trying to figure out where in the world to start, definitely take a listen to episode eight, where I talk about what to include in your knit and crochet patterns. All right, step seven. This is the step I feel like everybody, when they think of pattern designers, this is what they think of us doing. It is actually making the sample, knitting or crocheting the sample. Um, so like I mentioned before, I, I like this order now because it allows me to check my work. Uh, it also means that a lot, big portion of my work is already done before I start the knitting. Um, and so then it just feels like the knitting is just like a breeze and then I'm done. I mean, I'll still have edits and things. But we'll have tech editing and test knitting and all that. But um, I really like that. Sometimes, though, I'm anxious to just do the knitting. Um, so I do still sometimes change up my process, just depending on what mood I'm in, um, what I need in that moment. Now, for some folks, it feels so hard to do all of the work before making the sample, uh, because for them, making the sample is the best part, and they feel like they're never going to get there you know, if they do all of the other steps first with calculating the math and writing the pattern. So it works better for them to work up the sample um, 
before writing the pattern, things like that. Now, I will say some of those folks do also talk about having a whole bunch of pattern samples or design samples sitting around that don't have patterns written. So <laughs> know yourself, know what works for you, know your goals. Um, but that's, that is one thing maybe to keep in mind if, if you're likely to lean towards that tendency. Um, now step eight is to send the pattern to your tech editor. The tech editor then reviews it. Uh, you may have edits, you likely will have edits to make. Um, and then they're, they're really editing it for, for the technical aspects, uh, the accuracy of the numbers, things like that. If you have not listened to all of my episodes and you want to know more about tech editing specifically, working with a, with a tech editor, what a tech editor does, why a tech editor is important, all of that kind of information, listen to episode four. All right, then after tech editing, we move into test knitting or test crocheting. This is where you have knitters and crocheters actually make your pattern. Um, it gives you an idea of how it's going to look on other people or in other yarns. And it makes you confident that folks can actually work from your design, from your pattern <laughs> and get the right result. So. Um, again, I have an episode all about test knitting and crocheting, why it's important, what it looks like, things to keep in mind, places to host your test knit, all of that kind of information. I have an episode six of the podcast. Uh, and then the last step, of course, in tech editing and test knitting, make sure you're editing the pattern, <laughs> according to changes, recommendations, things like that. Um, and then in episode not episode, in step 10, you are actually publishing the pattern. So it's finally come full circle. You finally are putting this beautiful design out into the world with a pattern that other folks can follow. And so those are the 10 steps to designing. Um, if you didn't listen to the last episode, you may find that helpful. Uh, if you're new to pattern designing, um, episode 13, I talked about the five most common platforms being used by knit and crochet pattern designers, and just talking about the ins and outs of each platform, why you may or may not want to use each one. Um, yeah, so those are the 10 steps. Um, you can, like I mentioned, mix and match and shuffle it around however it works best for you. Um, a lot of that is going to come through trial and error. You might have a good idea of what really inspires you. You might have a good idea of how your brain works. If you're able to conceptualize things and do the math before you start knitting or not. Um, but a large part <laughs> comes through actually doing it um, and realizing this isn't working well. I'm getting stuck on this section. I'm not inspired anymore. How can I make this process flow more easily? for myself, go ahead and look at this 10 steps again and, and figure out what a better flow would be for you. Um, so, you know, I'll just go ahead and read the 10 steps. Uh, number one is inspiration. Two is transforming your inspiration into a design idea. Three is selecting yarn and requesting yarn support. Four is swatching. 
Five is calculating the math. Six is writing the pattern. Seven is knitting or crocheting the sample. Eight is sending it to a tech editor. Nine is test knitting and or test crocheting. And 10 is publishing. Um, and so like I kept mentioning, for me, I've established this. This is my order of my process because that is what is most efficient of my time. I do the least amount of having to recalculate the math, rip out the sample, um, all of that kind of thing if I do it in this order. And that is important to me because I'm trying to save time because uh, there's just so many things going on. Now, for other folks, that efficiency might not be the most important thing. It might make their work feel just like work. Um, they might lose their passion and their enthusiasm. And in that case, definitely don't, don't follow the most efficient path. Follow the path that you're inspired by uh, because you're designing patterns to enjoy it. Um, if, if you're not enjoying the process, you're more easily going to be burnt out and want to quit. So uh, other folks, it, their, their primary value in the process is perhaps what is most fun for them. Uh, so knitting the sample often or crocheting often is the most fun part for a lot of designers. Not everyone, for sure, not everyone. <laughs> um, but I hear from a lot of folks that they that's their favorite part. Um, and so they, they make sure it's in a part of their process when it's most important to them. Um, another thing is if there's a part that you really, really, really don't like, uh, remember you can hire things out. Um, of course, it's completely your decision based on finances and things like that, um, but you can hire out sample makers. You can hire out somebody to write the pattern for you. You can, what else can you hire out? Uh, some tech editors will uh, run the test knit or test crochet for you, manage it. Um, so yeah, there are different parts that you can definitely hire out if you're feeling uninspired by it. Um, and then, you know, some folks, the most important part to them is the creative, like just the journey of the creative process. Um, and so those folks I find or in the context of this conversation, <laughs> um, sometimes they are the ones who are, are wanting to work the sample just going by intuition and what they're inspired by. They're not likely to do all of the math and write the pattern first because um, what's important to them is the creative journey of just allowing the yarn and the needles or the hook just create something amazing. Um, that's not something that I, I have done yet. Um, I'm definitely a very technically structured kind of person. Um, but again, just remember what is most important to you in your work, why you're doing it, what you love, um, and how to, how to make it so that it feels like it's just flowing with ease. And remember, it's okay to change the, your process. Um, you can decide to go ahead and start with one order. Change it in the middle of the design if it's not working for you. Um, change it over time if maybe your flow is working for you now, but three months down the road, you're just 
not feeling it anymore. Go ahead and change it. It's okay. Um, it's, it's not meant to be something that is fixed and a have to or should in your business. Um, it's just a matter of providing some structure for yourself so that you, you can make the process easier for yourself. So uh, I hope this was really helpful. Um, I find, you know, talking about processes so interesting because we are all so different. Um, and again, these steps one through 10, I ordered them in the way that I follow them currently, but feel free to move them around and discover the process that is going to work best for you. Uh, I'd love to hear if you found this episode helpful. So go ahead and send me a message at Pattern Design Circle on Instagram, and I'll catch you next time. Wow. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you found it valuable, please share the podcast with a designer friend. And if you have a minute, leave a review. It's so helpful for me and means the world to me. Chat soon.